This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Almost all companies these days factor in components of uh, ESG, environmental, social, and governments into their governance into their uh, annual operations. Walmart just released their fiscal year 2021 report on its efforts around those areas. Kathleen McLaughlin is the chief sustainability officer with Walmart and joins us uh, to speak on how their year went. Kathleen, thanks for a few moments today. Well, thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. I find this interesting because this has become such an important component for pretty much all companies over the last decade or so. Certainly, there are elements to this around environment that have been on the mindset of companies for a while. Uh, but the fact that there is much more of a focus on the other aspects of it, on the social side, on the governance side, uh, and the people who work for the company, I, I think a lot of companies are, are to be congratulated for their focus in this area. Well, you know, really over the last five years, we've seen a growing realization among businesses, among investors, among society in general, that the performance of a business, uh, certainly in the long term, can't be separated from performance on environmental, social, and governance issues. It's what Michael Porter from Harvard Business School calls shared value. And, you know, we've subscribed to that for quite a while at Walmart. And I think increasingly people are realizing um, that, that this is the case that if you want to maximize value of your company over time, you do that by leading on the issues that matter most to your stakeholders. uh, And those happen to connect to environmental factors, social factors, governance factors, uh, and so on. So it's really quite um, natural that you're seeing this increase in interest and expectation on these issues in business. So the, the conversation around social, I think, in many cases, leads towards rates of pay. That's obviously been a discussion, uh, you know, when you think about the push for $15 an hour minimum wage, et cetera. But the other side to this, which I don't think gets as much conversation, but I think is still a a valuable component is the issues uh, around opportunity and promotions and, you know, even things uh, of helping people with college, you know, uh, these, these are important components thinking about the well-being of the person. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, for any company, um, you know, the expectation is that you take a look at the environmental, social, and governance issues that are most relevant to your own business, and then focus on strategies that help you advance the state of play in terms of benefit to society on those issues and strengthen your company at the same time. So certainly for a large retailer like Walmart, the things that we're focused on absolutely include being a springboard of economic opportunity for our own people through jobs, uh, doing the same for suppliers through purchase orders, um, and, and many other social issues. But if I just stick with those couple for a minute, yeah, in terms of us as a retailer, we have a very large entry-level hourly workforce across our facilities, stores, distribution centers, fulfillment centers. And so our strategy is to lower barriers of access to jobs for people enhance the quality of those jobs, and that certainly includes wages and benefits and just day-to-day what is the nature of the job, and then importantly, invest in development and training and education to help people advance to positions of higher authority and higher compensation and, and really accelerate mobility. So, for example, the average hourly compensation at Walmart today in the U.S. is $19.50. That's the wages plus the benefits. 
we've promoted more than 300,000 U.S. associates just in the last year alone to higher paying positions, more accountability. We've invested through Walmart Academy coast to coast to train people for advanced jobs. Uh, And we've launched a number of years ago something called Live Better You, where we provide access to a dollar a day education, associate's Hmm. degrees, four-year degrees in fields that are relevant for retail careers these days. And that includes healthcare and technology and and transportation and so on. And we did that to help people be able to get skills on the job in an affordable way, in a practical and effective way, and advance wherever they really want to take their careers. So part of this is also a focus on community. And I think it's safe to say that with what we've all gone through over the last year and a half, uh, focusing on community especially dealing with the pandemic and its impact is is one of the more important things that companies can can add to their mix. Yeah, no that's that's right. I mean, we've all been really focused on COVID and the response and trying to uh, get through it uh, for our own associates, our customers, communities, and for us it really was first and foremost, can we operate safely? all the protocols that we're all very familiar with now in terms of uh, our own operations around mask wearing and distancing and plexiglass and um, lots of other things. We also innovated our paid time off policy. So we've uh, offered paid time off for years now for our our hourly associates, full-time and part-time. We enhanced that with an additional paid time off emergency leave policy so that people could take paid time off if they um, were asked to quarantine or, you know, got very came down with COVID and so on. So there are many adjustments we made just to operate. You know, we hired an extra 500,000 people uh, over the course of last year to put some more slack in the system and make it easier for people to stay home if they wanted to. And, and a lot of other people were displaced from their employers. So being able to offer that employment was a really important thing that we could do in communities that, again, was good for our business and was good for, for people in, their, in the communities. And then in terms of customers, trying to provide that safe access to essentials, food, you know, um, pharmacy, over-the-counter items, and so on, we rapidly expanded our grocery pickup options so people didn't even have to come into the store to 3,750 right. locations last year because we wanted to allow people to come in and get what they need and leave without even... Um, you know, walking into the store or same-day delivery to people's homes, 3,000 locations. And then, of course, vaccines themselves, the role that we played um, and still play in administering vaccines across the country, not only in our facilities, but in mobile clinics and so on, and uh, testing. You know, we worked with government agencies on 500 testing sites across the country, you know, certainly in the early days when, when that was, um, you know, really important. And then um, just also helping manage some of the volatility in communities related to COVID. So one big challenge that continues even now is food insecurity, especially as people were displaced um, from work and so on. The work we had been doing for years to donate unsold food or to get food, you know, through Walmart Foundation, uh, other donations into food banks, into um, local agencies was really important. You know, we've donated more than 745 million pounds uh, of food globally just last year. And in the U.S., the vast majority of that is fresh food. Uh, and that's been really important. We also worked to allow SNAP access. 
the SNAP payment for things like grocery pickup and so on to provide more flexibility. So it really has been a 360 response, basically considering all the assets that we have that we can bring to bear yeah. that could help um, you know, meet the needs in, in, this, in this time. How does the issue of diversity play in for, for Walmart, both within the company structure with employees, leadership, et cetera, but also thinking about the kind of the outside the walls piece or the building of the walls with suppliers and construction companies and all of these other elements that help Walmart kind of get their locations up and up and running? Yeah, you know, the equity is another one of those critical issues in society that affects all of us. And, um, you know, I mentioned earlier, most companies take a look at what are the issues out there, what's relevant for our business. It's hard to think of a company where equity would not be a relevant issue for them to take on. Sure. So you, you, know, you see many people engaging in it. For us, um, it, it, you know, our aspirations are pretty high. So uh, in terms of our own customer base, we serve the societies that we operate in and, and our proposition is about equitable access and low prices for all and, you know, wanting to be a, a force for equity and access around things like nutritious food and so on for our employee base, you know, our associates. Um, we believe that our jobs and our advancement paths that I talked about a minute ago can be springboards of opportunity. And so we focus from entry level right through to senior executives and then even the board on opportunities to, first of all, create a culture where people yeah. feel they belong, that they're included, that they can succeed regardless of their background, and then to focus on development and advancement of folks all along that pipeline. We're publishing our diversity stats at pretty granular detail twice a year now. Um, and folks can look at that online if you want to see, where we're sharing the stats around percentages of promotions that went to women, percentage of promotions right. that go to people of color, um, right. you know, percentage of uh, black and African-American associates who are in the officer ranks. We're at about 8% now, which, you know, 13% would be the number if we wanted to completely mirror the U.S. population. But even 8% is ahead of where other companies are sure. on that yeah. dimension. So it's something we're very, very focused on. And then we said, okay, well, what about other assets we have. So our purchase orders, we've sourced over $13 billion of products from diverse right. suppliers, the so women-owned businesses, right. black-owned businesses, and so on. And and so that means, you know, it, it's, it's a great process that you guys are in, and it's a process that's continuing uh, moving year by year. Kathleen, thanks very much for your time. Greatly appreciate it. All the best. Thanks. It's been great talking with you. Thank you. Kathleen McLaughlin, who is a Chief Sustainability Officer with Walmart. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.